Hello and welcome to Tales of the Uncharted Charted Territories. Territories. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And this week, after we have finished season three, we're coming back to you again with... Are we both looking at the same one? I'm looking at Candy Store. So am I. Yes. Okay, great. Because I thought this would, might be a little palate cleanser for the, the drama that we've uh, Just been had. enjoying. Yeah. We will be having our uh, season wrap-up, season finale, I suppose. No, no, season finale was last week. Season wrap-up is next week. Season wrap-up, season wrap-up. And then the greatest hiatus, so it's going to be a bit before we get to season four. So I thought it might be nice to... Uh, have a bit of a, you know, a bit of a flashback. It is uh, written by Gott Leviathan. I like that name. Uh, uh, <laughs> and it takes place after the Flax and before Jeremiah Crichton. Right. So this is back in uh, in season one. Ooh, so long time ago. First snog with Aaron. I think that happened while they were in the low oxygen environment of the transport stuck in the Flax. Oh, yes. But before he got stuck on the Planet of the Purple Pants people, as I think you called them. Yes. So yeah, even though it was written in 2006, it's yeah, it's it's comfortably set in a much much more innocent time. And apparently the premise of the story is John Crichton in a very big quote unquote candy store. Hmm. Oh, genre, John Aaron relationship backstory, that's fun. I couldn't figure out why the crew... Uh, this is the author's note. I couldn't figure out why the crew of Moya would look for John for months. If you have the season one Starburst DVDs, then you know where the inspiration for this story came from. Oh, I wonder if we'll find out. Thank you, Crash, and Up Too Late for your comments. They're probably fellow forum goers. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this, we're reading this off the terrafirmascapers.com forum, by the way. So this is one of your rare, like leaves that you are actually permitted on this site you will not be clicking anywhere i don't i know okay? i never you will do not I, be scrolling I, down I, I, beyond on, I only do it, i only look follow the links that you send me don't worry so uh yes candy store by got leviathan pilot dipped his claw at the display environmentals Crichton said pilot extended a claw on the other side of his console navigation this time pilot nodded and pointed to the next display along the upper row mm, sensors very good, Commander. Now this one. He jumped back to the Hammond side and indicated the new control cluster as Commander Crichton named their functions. Communications, I think? The human scratched himself and piled red confusion in the human's gestures and facial features. I've got starburst, John said. Pilot's patience served him well when instructing the human. Again, he indicated the forgotten starburst controls. You remembered most of them. <sighs> I'm a pilot. How could I forget starburst? The human looked at the vaulted ceiling while holding his head and turning slowly. Are you in distress, Commander? No, yes, pilot, this is fantastic. Moya, gravity, starburst, that's three impossible things before first meal. Pilot sighed. Fun Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. It was nearly time for the second meal. Despite the human's (laughs) obvious confusion, pilot recognized the sense of wonder in his voice. The human sounded a bit like the Delvian, Pausan. Oh, yes, Commander. Gravity control is used for many functions, but it is obviously possible. Crichton came around to the front of Pilot's console with a smile on his face, and Pilot looked for confirmation of his lessons. So, you understand it now? Pilot asked. John Crichton shook his head. Nope, having a clue. Mm, But I've shown you the controls you observed for yourself when we guided Moy out of Starburst. The human waved at the console. Yep, I watched you do it, but it's still magic. Then Crichton tapped his forehead and looked back at Pilot. I don't know how it works, so you just showed me where you hide the magic. And now the human looked up and bared his teeth in a broad grin. 
He had lived his life with the biped creatures long enough so that after a few Microts, Pilot recognized the feeling of awe worn on the human's face. It was a feeling they shared. He felt it each solar day as Moya carried him through space and he struggled to live up to her wonders. Oh, this is nice. Mm. Yes, Commander. I felt that way for cycles when I first bonded with Moya. Their lesson time was over far too soon. Aww. The next lesson would have to wait several rotations. <coughs> A new image flashed onto the large display screen. Erin blinked and shook her head. I hadn't finished the last one, thank you, she said. Okay, I'm going to assume this is Crichton. Sorry, I thought you were done, he said without looking up. He leaned against the strategy table and selected another entry in the data store. Sure, and Keedfa can fly, she Daughter. thought. <laughs> She'd agreed to help him with his summation, but this data search went far beyond uh, language lessons. He was scanning each display looking for a reference to Starburst. He was also acting like a new cadet on his first planet side, uh, on, on his first visit planet side, with the way Crichton dashed from file to file as something caught his eye. It was hard enough to search for obscure technical data, but Crichton was making it impossible. Obscure for uh, to search for obscure technical what? Data. data. <laughs> it's vase. <laughs> hey, is it just me, or does this... Like, I can't tell if this story seems familiar, or if I have skimmed it before. Is it? Is anything seeming familiar to you? No. No? I don't think okay. so. Well, let's continue then. It must just be me. She straightened up and rubbed her eyes with the heel of her hands, and then pulled her hair back. She'd been trained to function even when in pain, and the training was paying off. <laughs> This gave her a headache as well as pain in the ema. I don't think it's even in here, she said. Crichton's eyes never left the display screen, and his voice was flat as he spoke. That's far but Aaron. You guys used Leviathans for a long time. Someone has to know how they work. I'm telling you, I haven't seen it. It's not like you'd build a new Leviathan. Maybe some tech on Sebaceous studies them? Oh, establishing a homeworld. Yeah. She stopped talking. Velarek would have known, if anyone. Oh. Crichton leaned forward and stabbed at a formula on the display. What's this one? he asked, sounding out the words. He still needed help with some of the technical terms. She caught up with him in his questions. It's uh, resistance, pushing back. We use this term for the stiffness of an equipment mount. Spring rate or compliance, he offered, after studying it. She nodded. Mm, but this is the opposite. I've seen it used for the landing legs on a marauder. Tech studies were supposed to be clear and precise. That had appealed to her, but now, understanding the symbols was easy. The words were understandable, though sometimes the meaning of the text was hard to follow. When combined with the complex formulas, the implications were elusive. What had the text been drinking when they had written this dren? <laughs> he said, the stiffness of the mechanical constraint. That doesn't, it doesn't make sense. They're trying to describe what happens as they enter Starburst. This time, she pointed to the Sebastian symbol on the display. That word is not mechanical, she said. It's a science term. Oh. The formulas continued beyond the text, and she had to search through them, struggling along with Crichton. That is the word for stack or group, and she pointed to a new set of characters contained in a box. He had already been at this for arms. She wondered how tangled this puzzle could get. This is amazing. I love this. Trying to figure out, like, a scientific text that neither of you fully have complete context yes for, and one of them have... doesn't speak the language i mean john could probably figure it out if he knew if he, if he knew the language he might have a better grip of yeah. like theoretical physics but right yeah he traced the symbols an array he said looking up from his notes she searched the screen yes yeah, see written this way they 
She stopped. The language was no longer Sebastian, but some strange language of its own that had stolen the once familiar words and symbols. She'd grown up in large ships, but this was new territory even for an expert pilot. The words almost made sense. She studied a data file. Data file. Yes, thank you! (laughs) There it was, the same abstract symbol combined with other characters. Each symbol here is a formula from... From this series expansion and tensor, he interrupted, pointing to another group of formulae further down the screen, then turned away and started copying something into his notes. Write that down down in in your your copybook. (laughs) (laughs) A little look around you reference for those of you in the know. At least they write from top to bottom and used an element, alphabet. I looked it up before. This is a plasma, he said, pointing to a two-word group on his primitive notepad. Yes, of course. She straightened, and she closed her eyes for a micron before she pushed the heel of her hands against her temples. She was already late. Like a re-entry plasma, he asked. Erin blinked to focus on the characters. It was a complex word used to... She stopped again. No. It's not a plasma, but... That's the word for gas, and and that is... No, she said, this time with a look of peace on her face. No? Enough. Enough? He echoed in sebation. Ooh, uh, that's it. And looked up from his notes. Excuse you? That's sort of... I think that's a word that Aaron has said. Oh, okay. Like, they have this this weird phoneme that she invented that's sort of a... Like an inhalation, and then the tongue sort of latches. Uh Anyway... Oh, yes. Aaron's jaw was set. He'd promised to stop half an hour ago. John watched as she pushed away from the large strategy table and walked towards the exit. Aaron? He hadn't even said thank you. Her back was straight and her step even and regular. It was Aaron in full peacekeeper mode. As much as he admired the view, he hit the console and closed his eyes. Many microns behind, he moved away from the table and followed Aaron's son. She felt the familiar strain of muscles and joints as she rested one hand on the mat. Even the echoing sounds of the exercise bay were familiar. John's string of questions had finally stopped. She continued her routine and was starting floor exercises by the time she noticed him. The look on his face reminded her of the wounded soldiers coming out of the med bay. The pilot's seat was warm, but no one was at the controls. Ooh, there's <laughs> a metaphor. Yeah. She scowled at the comparison. John? She tilted her head until his eyes made contact. John, you talked about teamwork. Huh? You've left your teammate. He'd questioned the tenacity of Earth military, how you didn't leave your squad mate. He looked around the room, his attention back in the exercise bay. Oh, sorry. Like a cadet caught with his hand in a container of forbidden sweets, he had a guilty look and the expression almost touched her. She shook her head and was torn between scalding him and laughing at his reaction. Things had changed. Sometimes he was a good squad mate. Sometimes. There were times when he lacked focus. She finished her warm-up and started pulling on the pads and gloves. Crichton had trouble with close combat training. She hadn't forgotten the lessons she'd first learned as a young cadet. The lessons were still vivid. It just became harder to explain as the cycles passed. For Crichton, everything seemed foreign. The punches and their variety, strikes, chops, kicks and sweeps, the holds and throws. It took him several lessons to learn even the simplest stances and katas. He still hit the mat hard and she worked to simplify the lesson for him. Interesting that katas is part of the lexicon. Yeah. 
Well, I just noticed that they just said hours instead of arms oh, okay. as well. So it's okay. a little bit of a yeah. <laughs> the author did mention that it was still look that they were still looking for a, a beta reader. Oh yeah. This exercise was an exception. John adapted well to sparring with pads on his hands and head. Here he had a sense of the different punches. Even more important was that he sensed when to engage and disengage. It was of slight use for combat, perhaps good for developing stamina, awareness and aggression. She didn't want him to learn bad habits from it, but the exercise had well so far, had gone well so far, presumably. He felt the exercise mat under his fingers. Even that feeling went away after a few seconds. He knew he needed to move, to get the juices flowing again, but he just looked at his end of the galaxy through Moya's data, data stores. Thank you. And it was, it was a peak. It reminded him of walking the library archives during his first year of graduate school. Idea after idea sat there on the shelf. The uncharted territories were like that, only different. Their science went back thousands of years, not just a few hundred. He'd been out there for months without someone to help explain how the technology worked. Now there were miracles dangling right in front of him, and he couldn't even touch them. He hit the mat in frustration. He could try again later. Right now, it was showtime. By the way, this is just seeming so familiar. Like and It is starting to creep up, up on me as well, yeah. There is, there is a real chance that we've read this story before, and we're doing it again by accident, but... I tell you what, I'm actually super into it, so I kind of want to continue and like not look it up. Okay, well... And if we wind up reading the same story twice, well, that's just how things go sometimes. Okay. Are you in? I mean, I can skip to the end, but that would sound like... I mean, I just, it does sound really familiar, but... Right? There's, there's a real... but I mean, but, there's, there's been scenes of them in the in the training room before. I just, right. I'm not, just not quite sure where it goes like yet. Ah. And candy store. I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have... Remember. Well, anyway. <clears throat> Look, we're just going to read it. We're having fun. Uh, like, yeah. we're, we're here together. You're, you're having fun at home, aren't you? You're not screaming into your headphones. <laughs> yes, you've been... You've done this story three times already. Get on with it. <laughs> well, three times would be impressive. Um, Let's see if we forget again. She was watching him as he pulled on the training helmet. Her look was their first real contact since they'd left the strategy table, and already she looked irritated. He took his position, adopted his stance, and nodded. Aaron was always good for the initial attack. He blocked her first punches. Pantak jab, pantak jab, pantak jab. No, that's not either. She followed with a combination. Now, that's probably just three pantak jabs. And he deflected most of them before he replied with a combination of his own, and she had to step back. He was trying to pay attention to her hands, her eyes, and her stance. His thoughts kept drifting back up to the command deck, trying to put together all that he'd learned. He couldn't really use... Uh, he couldn't really see what the equations were describing, and it gnawed at him. He ducked. Distraction was painful. Keep your guard up or she'll deck you, Yeah, we've definitely read this story. Okay. She had hopes for a microt. She hit him again, and he fell back. He countered, but he still wasn't there. He wasn't attacking back. She felt her anger flare, but held it in check. She changed stance, and he adapted to the new posture. Again and again, she landed a few blows, and he'd snap out of it for a micro or two. She held it in check until she couldn't. Ooh. She set him up with a combination and then hit him with her fist and frustration Ooh. right in the middle of the chest. The lesson was clear. From the look on his face, she'd, caught him, she'd even caught him by surprise. He hit hard without thinking. Aaron blocked it instead of sliding away from the blow, but the force pushed her back. He stepped in to fill the void and jabbed again. He felt her ease back to get out of his strike zone, to stay out of range. Stay with her. Hit there. Move, but stay tight. Strike again. A combination. Most of his blows were blocked, but not all. She's moving. Don't let her go. Stay close and push her. 
He was too close to kick and she couldn't reach past his punches. He grunted as he landed a full punch and took one as well. If he let her move away, she'd kick him into tomorrow. There, move with her or you'll be seeing stars. She tried a snap kick, but he was inside it. He just pushed it aside and drove towards her with an undercut. She's fast, but she stayed close. He knew he was making mistakes. He couldn't take her out, but he could stay with her and push her back. I'm not sure what these rules are. Are they perspective? I think they're just perspective changes between John and I mean, John they're like tildes and lines in the text. I know. So I think they're like scene breaks. But they're not. They're still the same fight, unless these are all different. No, because they all refer back to the same scene on the command earlier on. I think what we're watching is a montage of different training sort of mm, scenes. Maybe. Like, I think there are... Right? Because maybe, that, that yeah. sort of makes I mean, sense for their, their relationship yeah. development, I guess. Okay, so that one was particularly rough. Let's see about this one. He was keeping his guard up and moving the way she taught him. Duren. John? He didn't react, and she hit him again. They traded punch for punch. She couldn't pantac jab him through the helmet. Ah! (laughs) There you go. (laughs) This was ridiculous. Without the gloves, she could end this in an instant. She told him before to stop thinking and fight. But now? She might damage him to stop this. That was new. She ducked a jab and aimed an undercut to his stomach. He deflected part of the blow and answered with a combination that struck the side of her helmet and grazed her side. John gave her half a step to recover and she started her delivery. He lurched back another full step and was walking away before she could land the kick. She started after him but stopped herself before she struck him from behind. It was over as suddenly as it had started. He mumbled something through the mouthpiece and pulled at the strap of his helmet. Crichton ripped it off and dropped the helmet to the floor, with sweat flying from his hair as he shook his head. He was holding his head as he walked in a circle with his head down. She wondered if she'd injured him again. Things had happened fast, but she thought she'd been careful with him, avoiding his eyes and throat. She spit out the mouthpiece. Are you hurt? Watching him from behind, she saw him raise his arms over his head. Wasn't that a human expression of surrender? She pulled off her gloves as she moved towards him. Sorry, I totally wasn't Googling whether we'd recorded this story before. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep focus. Come here, let me look. That's one paragraph. You have to go one paragraph up. Oh, 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 oops, oops, oops. Are you hurt? Watching him from behind, she saw him raise his arms over his head. Oh, What's no, sorry, you, you were right. Yeah, my okay. Bad. My bad, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm leaving this in. I'm not even editing this. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, let me look. She knew to check his eyes to see if she damaged him again, these humans and their soft brains. She thought he was reaching for support, and she moved closer, trying to see the look on his face. I'm sorry. I was, I was thinking of a scene from the sort of contemporary remake of The Man from Unakala'a, as my family insists on, on calling that. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene there where Napoleon Solo is talking to Ilya Kuryakin through the door of a bathroom, where Ilya is holed up. I'm like, hey, that guy we were investigating, I heard that you... you beat him up and his friend and send, and send him to the hospital. And then from behind the, the bathroom door, you hear Ilya going, he had soft bones. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, that would make them less prone to breaking, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. I just like that. Yeah, it's his fault for having soft bones. Yes, he said, his arms still raised, fists clenched high overhead. He got it. Like Aaron's Pentac jab, you didn't see it until it hit you. The pieces fit and it was simple. Hell yeah, it was beautiful. He turned back towards her. He was barely aware of his own feet and Aaron was in front of him somewhere. He looked up as she came within reach. 
He wrapped his hands around her head and neck and wedged his head into the opening of her helmet. He kissed her. It lasted only seconds, maybe more. She reached up to hold his head and didn't push away immediately. He barely had a smile on his face as he inched away. He felt the pull as her eyes played over him. Yes, he hissed. He bit his lower lip and shifted his weight. He was a blind man just getting his sight and Aaron had given him eyes with her help on the command deck. For a moment, he wasn't the lost erp man. Damn, that was nice. She pushed away. Pretty pictures danced in his head and in front of him. Moya in his imagination. He saw the coupling of fields, forces and flows. He saw how they balanced. The neat part was that it only worked in motion, a piece of starburst poetry. He blinked and Aaron was standing in front of him with her hips cocked. Damn, that was nice too. Okay, yes, so we did sort of break down and I did sort of grab the laptop and Google it because... But I can't find any prior episode that we titled Candy Store and I thought even like maybe back in the Patreon days, but... No, I guess it's just like... Apparently it's just us. It just feels familiar. All right. Um, Loving it. Anyway. I think we're just after the... Yes. He just looked at Aaron with her hips cocked. And now we have another And that was nice too. Yes. No. The look on his face puzzled her. He didn't look smug about stealing a kiss. She watched his distracted smile slowly change to a grin. Despite the pounding they'd exchanged. (laughs) He was happy. What is it? She asked. What? A beautiful sight. It's a stability index. I can see it right there. Did I say thank you? He reached out as if plucking a dust mote from the atmosphere. Frilling human. It was his equations. But it was also something more. He hadn't been behaved like this for a while. He was alive. It showed in every curve and movement. Mm. His stance in his eyes, through his hair, was matted in patches and sweat streaked down his shirt and arms. She felt the heat and print of his body where he'd pulled them together for a few moments. She moved her tongue to find the salty, sweet taste of him again. It was just a simple kiss. Ooh, saucy. She peeled off her helmet. You, you figured it out just now, here. She took her hands at the ex... She shook her hands at the exercise area. That makes more sense. This man seriously needed to focus. Yeah, I can relate. Mm. His emotions radiated like a navigation beacon. How could he be a scientist? Mm, Just a piece of it. It's the plasma around Moya when she enters Starburst. I think I know when they were trying to say about it. She doesn't tear through the space. It's as if she stretches space and warps a tiny piece of it around her as she moves. He moved his gloved hands in an arc, trying to describe what he saw. Is that what Pilot said? She asked. It was Moya and Pilot's life to deal with such things. She respected their skills and their opinion. Uh, Pilot was kind of busy. Tomorrow (laughs) or the day after, said we could talk about it again then. She must have misunderstood him. All that study and command had been done without Pilot's help? Crichton, you mean that we worked through the data stores and Pilot could have just handed you your, your, your starburst? She thought she was helping a squat mate, and instead he had been wasting her time. Disappointed didn't even begin to cover it. It was a cadet's trick for attention. She was past frustration and threw her helmet at you. Wow. Frell you! What? What in holy hell pissed you off now? He yelled. She whirled to face him. You! Wasting my time dragging me through your stupid instruction exercise. She thought it had been important to him, but now she was wasting time talking to this alien. Oh. I mean, I do get it. Right? He's been thinking about other stuff while he was just asking for these things mostly to 
get her attention, I guess. Or at least maybe that seems... Maybe, well, maybe it just seems his that mind just drifted, you know, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have the focus that she does. He threw her helmet back at her. Stupid exercise. You beat the crap out of me and it's called training. He rubbed his bruised arms. I ask you to help with sebation and it's a stupid exercise. Well, frell you too. Oh, good. It's sexy bickering. She pointed to the mat. <laughs> you wanted to protect yourself. You have to work at it, not read about it. Of course, that was why they were in the exercise area. This isn't about sebation. It's again, it's like, it's not, it's just like a camera viewpoint change as far as I can I tell. I think you're, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Maybe this is a continuous scene and we're just switching to viewpoint characters. Yeah. Not about sebation, he thought. Yeah. He'd had too much criticism from his crew to like the taste anymore. Oh, yeah, really preparing for Jeremiah Clark. Yeah. First, I'm a grot that's too incompetent to clean Amnexus systems. Now I'm a frillin' genius that tricks Pilot into explaining Leviathans. But I had that and impersonate an idiot that can't read. I just pretend to understand Starburst and all this to impress you or piss you off. One good exaggeration deserves another. Damn, I'm good. <laughs> she stared at him and dropped her hand from her hip. And dentures from the Pantak jab you deserve. Dentures is inches. So she's oh, very yes. close to the Pantech jab he yeah. deserves. He looked at her. Would she really cold cock him again? Yes! <laughs> Shouted the audience. <laughs> he picked up his helmet. He was out of reach for the moment. She switched her helmet to her other hip. Okay, we agree. You're a simple frelwit, she said. I like that word. But an honest one, he added. Honestly, a Frelwitch, she corrected him. <laughs> it was, oh, it wasn't a sneer, but it was more than a smirk. Yeah. That can barely read and still learns about Starburst, he barked back. He glared back at her. Ignorance was curable, and he'd been getting Leviathan-sized doses of experience. Ha! My evil genius even fools you. You're right. You're not that clever, she replied. So teach me. Isn't that what you guys keep saying? Cry and carry your weight. I'm not your punching bag, and I'm not the crew's whipping boy. At least now I can stand a watching command because I can read the frelling displays. He wondered what had happened to the joy he'd felt at figuring out a piece of Moya's miracles. Success was rare, and this one felt hollow already. Damn it, I learned something awesome and you give me this crap? What? You need to put on the gloves again and lay me out? The day isn't complete until I have to tumble into Zahn's medbay, is that it? He knew it before he finished. She could clean the floor with him. He put his hands up and took another step back to keep out of reach. My big mouth. Sorry. She considered it. He was pumped up on adrenaline and had battle mouth. They had just beaten adrenaline out of each other, <laughs> and here he was asking if she wanted more. Well, the exercise had certainly worked to develop aggression. Hesman. Hesmana. Hesmana. Uh, no, she didn't want to do that again. Yeah. They were lucky she hadn't had to break bones or worse. He wasn't an idiot all the time. I like that battle mm. mouth. That yeah. sort of makes sense. He was saying something else as well. Too often they stopped the exercise only when he was exhausted or hurt. Today had been the exception. She felt her neck twinge as she moved. It might be sore tomorrow. This odd earthman had seemed truly happy about his discovery. Even in anger, she could still see his reaction through his face and his eyes. The way he'd kept searching the data stores... He'd been sure the answers were in Moya's data. She lowered the helmet and let it swing from the strap. You were sure Moya had the secret? What, Starburst? he asked. She nodded and shrugged. Pilot said, go for it, so I had hope. Any scientist that rode on Moya on any Leviathan. She makes holes in space-time and slips through them. 
She watched him change in front of her. He had that faraway look in his eyes, like he was seeing through oculars. Aaron, it's a miracle where I come from, and Moya waves it in front of us, not just once, but every few rotations. Someone had to reach for it by now. Lots of us on Earth would give their life just to have their chance. He was waving his arms as he talked, and noticed that he was still wearing the sparring gloves. He started to pull off his gloves while trying to talk with his hands. She almost laughed at him, his excitement so obvious and strong that he could barely make himself understood with his hands covered. He was pulling off his gloves and checking his own injuries, but still looking at her. The last Monin's sparring sessions had been timid compared to this one. Now Crichton seemed almost ready to explode. She stepped closer and waved her hands at him. Are you always this, this emotional? she asked. He was rubbing his neck and counting his new bruises when he stopped for a microt. Nah, sometimes I stop acting all repressed like this, and I let my real feelings show a little. <laughs> now he wore the smirk. She gave him the you're kidding me stare as she cocked her head. His smile just got a little larger and he shrugged. Ah, Crichton and his feelings. He couldn't contain himself and laughed at her. So this was what put life into Crichton. Untangling some question about leviathans in Starburst. Before she'd only seen the sweating human, here was the pilot that had ridden that primitive chemical bomb through a wormhole. The Wormhole Express, he'd called it. (laughs) She wondered what could happen if they did spar some more. Would another piece of this puzzle get knocked into place? One thing was certain, they could uh, could increase the intensity of his workouts. She remembered the way he'd come at her earlier, fighting like a madman, numb to her blows. If a stability index was a bad thing, then she'd released a monster on the territories. (laughs) No, not a monster. He wasn't a peacekeeper. He was just Crichton, the Earthman, and Officer Sun changed her approach. She stabbed a finger in his direction and growled at him again. You and your instruction exercise? You owe me, Crichton. Tomorrow we work on my prowler. It had worked a moment ago. After a few microts, he raised an eyebrow he raised an eyebrow at her and put his hands on his hips as he cocked his head. This time it had only worked for a few microts. This time he wore his spare me the attitude smirk. Maybe later she'd asked him what his discovery about the Leviathan meant. After a microt, he put on the training helmet and he walked towards her. It's easier to work on the prowler if I don't have to worry about someone knocking me cold. She knew Crichton well enough. I kind of love this sort of this sort of exchange. Like he'll he'll help her with maintenance work, yeah. but only if she yeah. knocks the crap out of That's him. That's tech work. I mean, she's at this point. She's still, uh, you know. That's right. Yeah. She knew Crichton well enough. The Farbot Earthman would do it too. He'd wear the training helmet in the maintenance bay and tell everyone who asked about it that he needed the helmets to protect from her Pentac jab. He would do that simply to annoy her. Yes, he totally would. What was he doing now? He presented his two fists side by side in front of him. Teamwork, he said. Hmm. She'd seen Dargo and Crichton do this before as one of their male rituals. Now Crichton wanted to know if they were on the same team. Squadmates, she thought. She butted his fists with hers, a gesture of success and agreement, and a smile answered her contract. Squatmates, Butch, she said. Sundance, he replied as he looked down on her. Oh, that's so great. (laughs) She moved her fists slowly, so not to surprise him, and nudged the side of his helmet. He frowned at her as she teased him, and she shook her head in reproach. Then there were times like this. Aaron's son slowly reached out with a smile of her own. Oh, now... About your stance in the second kata, keep your weight centred. 
Well, work on it after third meal, and when you block the sweep cake. And that is the end of oh, Candy, candy store. store. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, I absolutely love it. He uh, did seem to get his, uh, well, candy up, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but this is, like, there's something so wholesome about this, while, while still sort of acknowledging, like, the hormones that are raging between two people who are clearly very attractive to one another and mm. might enjoy certain forms of recreation at a point in their courtship where that hasn't really come up yet. Although, wait, no, they did just make out in a near-death experience. Yeah. But I, I like the sort of description of that early, still an immigrant or refugee version of John. Right, before he properly earns his place as a crew member. I mean, that's, that's what Jeremiah Crichton was largely about. Yeah, and that he fully understood that as well. Here he is still, like, striving for it, like trying to get these people to teach him what they want him to know. Yes, what they kind of expect him to know. And he's like, yeah, I'm not from here. I don't know this, Adren. Yeah. Give me some uh, credit for trying, at least. And don't give me too hard of a job that I don't already know it, because I've never had the opportunity to do so. Yeah. So, yeah. And at the same time, also serving his own wondrous curiosity, and also apparently, like, helping them out, like, with uh, uh, yeah. prowler fixings. I mean, it makes sense. Spaceship yeah. is a spaceship. There's going to be certain things are going to be... Uh, There's work to be done. Yeah. I mean, you've got to maintain a vacuum seal. You know, engines only have a certain number of ways in which they can work. Well, looking at what Farscape's done so far, if you have a like a vacuum breach that, if it's not too large, then all you need is Rigel to sort of plug it for a bit, and then yeah, the DODs will come and take care you, of it. Or you put Dargo in front of it. Oh, yeah. If it is larger. Ugh. He's better suited to dealing with that. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, but he's got his little tankers and everything. No, just don't put his face in first. Okay, well, you're adding a whole lot of conditions to this thing. I thought it was very easy. Just like we've literally seen them use Rigel to I plug know, up a right. vacuum hole. <laughs> I mean, that's generally. I mean, if you're on the ISS or another, if you find a hole in this in the hole, stick your finger on it. Stick your finger on top of it because, like, the, it, the worst that the difference in vacuum is going to just give you a bruise. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be hicky. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a one atmosphere. Did they run ISS at one atmosphere mm, pressure? Maybe a little low, but pretty much. Pre I think it's fairly close to one All atmosphere. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, you do a hickey on your skin. That's what you get. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work like <laughs> in in those films where you know someone's well, whole body can get sucked out through a tiny exposure to no, uh, to vacuum. Doesn't work like that. Anyway, thank <laughs> you for uh, joining us for another episode of Tales of the Uncharted Territories before this turns into a regular podcast yes, episode. Yes, absolutely, exactly. You can you can tune in for the next regular podcast episode where we'll be uh, discussing season three. We've been getting some questions for that from oh, our beloved I, listeners. I'm so, excited already. So am I. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. Bye-bye. Swai, swai. <laughs>